Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I am Jarrell, and I am joined by Brandon. Hello, everyone. And Christy. Hi, everybody. And Gabe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to fix my lighting right now, so I'm bent over I'm underneath uh, my desk. <laughs> Uh, it's and so before we hop into it, because there's so a lot of news has gone on, but we're not talking about news today unless we have extra time because there's some pertinent news that I kind of do want to get to if we have time to do so. However, okay. we might not have time to do so because, of course, tonight we're talking all about the future of PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. And I'm super excited to have this conversation with you guys to see. Um, what you think is going to happen in the coming year for the big three. Uh, so I think we should start with preliminaries and just let everyone know what company you're going to be talking about tonight and why. That'll be fun for one of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know I, what? Let's start, with, let's, start with, let's start with Gabe. Yes, Gabe. We'll leave Brandon I, for last. I will be doing Nintendo because Tears of the Kingdom comes out this year and it kind of be... A slap to the face if I didn't get a do Nintendo. Um, and also because Christy already chose PlayStation and there's no way in hell I'm going to speak for Xbox, so... What did you already chose PlayStation? I offered. I was like... No, you were first, first though. Christy can do Nintendo. And then at first he was like, oh, Christy can do Nintendo. The game was like, what? I was like, okay, well, I can do PlayStation. That's Gabe not can how that Nintendo. conversation went. Because <laughs> I was absent for the very beginning of that conversation. All it was just I know on me. when I was talking about this, I was like, oh, they're all just, like, Nintendo people. This is not yes. great. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But then, like, no, yeah. Chrissy's, Chrissy's, Chrissy's got Square Enix, so, like, that's that's <laughs> Nintendo, but that's also kind of PlayStation. Uh, and then I gave you guys a choice, and so, yeah, well, now, Christy, everyone knows that you're doing PlayStation. Um, I'm doing PlayStation. For play- yeah, uh, do you have an affinity for PlayStation, or you just got stuck with it? I mean, I do have an affinity with PlayStation. I do have... Uh, one of those OG PlayStation 2. So I've, I mean, even though Nintendo has been one of my, has been um, one of the video game companies I've stuck with the longest, PlayStation does have, you know, a nice place in my heart with like Kingdom Hearts and Square Enix, some nice fun JRPGs. And of course I've been branching out lately with Jarrell's recommendation. So there's that. (laughs) Yay! Also, like, speaking of um, Gabe doing Nintendo, uh, and I I guess it kind of is also a crossover with PlayStation, but Gabe played his first JRPGs, what, last year, right? Uh, No, um, it was 20... The year before? COVID blended everything together. I think it was... When did I start uh, working with you guys? Did you ever do a? Uh, yeah, I think it was like 2020. I'm, we're gonna go with like 2020. Yeah, we'll go with, yeah, we'll go with 2020. Yeah, the point, yeah, it was 2020. Is, the point is, Gabe took some suggestions and played his first JRPG, and he loved it. Yeah, percent of five, and I couldn't get him to play anything else, and it was kind of annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, you go like play something else, maybe please. Like Dragon Quest. Well, I'm only playing like. Uh, let's not. We don't bring up Dragon Quest. Uh, I did. <laughs> I did carry houses. We don't bring up Dragon Quest when Gabe and I are here. And then he, oh. he played three houses. Oh, and I, I just love that we're expanding that that um palette there. And oh, oh, I love it. Cool. I just got one of the characters dun, 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 from Dragon dun, Quest in dun, Final Fantasy Brave Exodus War of the Visions. Nice. Because I'm still playing uh, that. <laughs> um, he's a villain, but he's hot. So <laughs> I got him. Oh, okay, never mind. 
That's all that matters to Jerome. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know Dragon Quest, but he's kind of hot, and he's an evasion unit, and I love evasion units. So, Brandon, obviously that means you're uh, Xbox. As a matter of fact, I think that you and I are the only two on this podcast that have an Xbox. That is correct. I am uh, representing Xbox for this podcast. I got the controller right here. And yeah, I'll go over. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's not all. My entire reasoning is not all Christy and Gabe took the other two that I would have really wanted. It's really not just that. Um, there is a little more to it because, you know, I thought about this uh, a lot. And, you know, it's. I remember back when I was uh, doing my debate days, sometimes you have to, like, debate things for, like, stuff that you don't even necessarily like agree with but you have to like do your heart you have to do like your research and like may argue for for that case so you know i thought it'd be fun because you know of the of, of us three none of us really like deep dive too deep into xbox stuff so i saw this as an opportunity you know what what is going on with microsoft in 2023 because gabe named one game yeah. and i was just like is there more like you like in a meet in a private meeting you had you had to ask me some question about xbox and I'm like damn i don't know shit about what they're doing this year <laughs> so you know what i said you know what let me take this opportunity to like learn and i learned some pretty cool stuff which i'm looking forward to uh talking about when i eventually get to it and and for those listening to the podcast i just i just want to let y'all know like again i don't have like a huge affinity for xbox uh, the, by any means i have the the series as to play like a few Game Pass games or some exclusives that just never came elsewhere, um, but I'm, I am prepared to uh, defend Xbox with everything I got today, with what I've learned, and I hope I, I do all you people proud. I'm so excited for this because there definitely is going to be a part of this where I ask which uh, which company is going to do the best in 2023, and I can't wait to hear you guys defend who you've chosen, and I know that Tears of the Kingdom is going to be coming out of Gabe's mouth quite a lot tonight, and I'm super excited for it, and I hope it does well, because of course, I haven't been able to mention this yet, and this is a lot of preamble for a beginning, so I'm sorry, but um, oh, I haven't been no. able to mention this yet. This, this, this is a cool podcast idea, and I think it deserves this little prologue before we get into the meat and potatoes. Awesome! Um, yeah, I haven't been able to mention this yet, but HP Critical has joined Fantasy Critic, and so we all have our own publishers, and we're going to be publishing games throughout the year, and uh, if you would like to keep up with it, I'll make sure that we have some posts going up on social so that you can keep up with us. Um, I have Jitrel Productions, and so far I'm pro- I'm the projected winner. Uh, I can't wait for Tears of the Kingdom to come out because I believe that it's going to uh, review very, very well. And uh, it's it's hopefully going to be my, my big budget game. And I also really need Pikmin 4 to come out this year so that I don't Please, get screwed. Please, for your sake. <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't get screwed. Um, yeah, so really quickly, um, what are your production company's names and what's the big game you're waiting on? Uh, in terms of what's on Fantasy Critic or what we're looking yes, for? Yes, on person. Fantasy Critic. Uh, yeah, okay. So my my company is called Star Louis Don because uh, I do love me both Star Wars and Star Fox. So I just like put Louis in, in after it. It's it's not the most original, but there you are. Um, but yeah, no, the, the biggest <laughs> the big the big game that I think is uh, for my draft is going to be Street Fighter Six. I think. That game had everything about the press up leading up to that game. The only, like, literally the only bad thing about the Street Fighter Six is that box art that everyone's complaining about. Everything yeah. else is immaculate. People are enjoying the beta tests, the closed beta test that's going on. They love the gameplay. They love the roster so far. Like everything is shaping off to be a much better um, product at launch than Street Fighter Five was, and a lot better of a visually looking game too. So no, I think I think for a series with a legacy like Street Fighter, this is going to deliver. 
It was a lot of fun. It was uh, hella fun. I played a lot of Kimberly over the weekend that the beta was open, and nice. I can't wait for it to come back. Um, yeah, so let's do it in reverse order then. Christy, what about you? Mine is Sunleth Tellius. If you guys know how I got the name, then congrats. Um, I think my biggest game I'm waiting for is Final Fantasy 16. I know that there's been some controversy with what the producer has spoken about. However, with it being, you know, the latest edition or the latest mainline Final Fantasy edition to the Final Fantasy series, mm-hmm. then I think it will I think it will still review well. And I think it's giving fresh blood into um into the Final Fantasy series, especially now that it looks like it is drifting more towards action RPG. My personal opinion. I, I whatever. Uh, <laughs> so I, that reminds me, one of the questions I have to ask you later on, Christy, is about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and whether you think it's actually going to come out in 2023 this year when we talk about PlayStation. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, Gabe, what about you? So also, before you go, okay. Okay. I want to apologize because I did take Tears of the Kingdom from you, but I want to win. So I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> go ahead. So I'm Hyrule Electronic Arts. Um, currently sitting in the lead with 83.1 points because what? Fire Emblem Engage did come out uh, and it's okay. already been scored for the bulletin board. So okay. I'm in the lead. I'm going to take this lead because it's not going to last very long. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to take that back because I have another game coming out this month that is definitely going to give me the lead again or is going to keep my lead. Uh, but the game I think is going to score me the most points and... I guess I'm going to apologize before I say the game, is Hogwarts Legacy. So can I ask you really quick about that? I'm going off on a tangent again. So, like, are you not afraid that, um, you know, the controversy surrounding Hogwarts Legacy is not going to dip its scores a little bit? Well, the way I've seen things, or at least the way the scoring has been, like, on on the, the, the website itself, it's not user-based review it's official um official reviews so unless the official sites dock the points down because of the controversy around it which i've never seen them do no i'm not afraid that's so interesting because gabe's always the one who who is like reviews are stupid there's too much reviews are stupid listen 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 and now he's like that'll be fine well, no, but that's that's different though. Like the too much water was a game mechanic, and like uh, most okay. of my most of my problems with I'm not gonna say who <laughs> most of my problems with reviews is that like there's things that like they like they nitpick that they're a little like it's like that doesn't really dock it down a point in my opinion. But I mean, also if not, I generally think Forspoken is gonna be one of the top three games of the year. So I'm Can that's say... also part of my team with confidence that I believe you. I really thought you were going to say it's not going to be a top three, but it's going to be good. No, 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 no. no. I think it's going to be, I can confidently say, I think it's going to be a very, very, very good game. However, I think a lot of people saw that one trailer and they kind of just, like, decided what it was already. Mm -hmm. But based on some, you know, other stuff that I've heard, I think it's going to be a really, really great game. Um, 
I don't know whether that's going to impact the score. I don't know whether the characters are going to impact it, but, you know, we'll see. So, uh, Gabe, since we're already talking, let's uh, start with you, since we're going to talk about PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox, because you are representing the oldest of the next-generation consoles, the Nintendo Switch, which released on March 3rd, 2017, right? Correct. Yes. Long ago. I'm asking Gabe. Yes, it released on March. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I love that Brandon answered because he knows all the he knows the answer to all these questions. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, so that would make it how old now? Uh, six years. Six this years, is six right? Years. Yep. Um, so let's start actually with uh, a hardware question, and, and I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit uh, before, but where do you see the the switch being in twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty three. Oh my god. Six years later, do you think it's time for something new? Do you think, where are they going to go? How do you innovate from the Switch? Do you think the company's comfortable and they're going to keep going where they are? Um, Just specifically hardware-wise, how do you feel about the Switch being six years old? Hardware-wise, I definitely feel like the Switch is going to be here for a while. Um, Even though a lot of us think it's time for a new console or a new, I guess, version of the Switch... Um, Nintendo seems very, this has never been used before. They seem very stone-butted, as in they're planning their asses down on their belief that the Switch still has a lot to give, so they're not moving, hence a stone made of butt, a butt made of stone, sorry. So, I definitely see, if, okay, if someone presented me with two choices of is there going to be a new Nintendo console or is it going to be a new version of the Switch, my answer would be there's going to be a new version of the Switch. Even though we already got the OLED, we have the Switch Lite. If Nintendo deems that the Switch, the original Switch, is kind of not providing what they envision, then Nintendo definitely seems like they would rather just make another version of the Switch instead of just making another console in general. Um would it be similar in the situation like with the 3DS and how they had a new Nintendo 3DS? I want to say no because the differences they made weren't too big, but if they were going to do something like that for the Switch, it would be very similar to the 3DS, yes. So um, you think that we're just going to stick with the or you think Nintendo's just going to stick with the Switch all throughout 2023 and possibly just get something like a, you know, a new OLED special edition for breath of the wild or something something like that yeah i I don't i don't think any upgrades they're going to make to the system are going to be uh i guess game changing um i generally feel like nintendo is going to ride out the switch for at least 10 years before they decide what yeah it it feels like that (laughs) it feels like that that is unprecedented I don't think there's Wait. ever been a console generation that's lasted for 10 years. I feel like seven, so eight either. years there... are usually the... Wasn't there like the PlayStation 2 or something? No, that I think that was also no. like a yeah, seven, was, eight year cycle. Yeah. Oh, really? Could, well, but the yeah, PS3 so. came a lot sooner than people remember. But the thing yeah. is, the, the thing is, I think what Chris so was the referring support. to is like, Exactly, support lasted like during oh, yeah, the yeah, PS3. Yeah, for sure. But I was also going to mention, because this just came to mind, Game Boy... If we're talking, if you count the Game Boy Color as part of like the Game Boy, like fam, you don't. Okay. No, uh, just it's still, it's, like, still, no, it's still, it's still, it's still ten years though because the color came out in ninety nine. Yeah, fair. So fair. the Game Boy is the only thing that lasted has lasted ten years up to this point. Very Wait, fair. Wait, what about Except the 3DS? Paired with other consoles, that's why I don't count. Like, because the handhelds sure. were there, but you also had home consoles at the same time, so it's sure. not like you only had that. So, like, I don't count handhelds when I when I talk about those, but. 
And very valid point. Like uh, the Game Boy did last uh, quite a long time with different iterations. Very, very valid. Um, sorry, what were you saying, Chrissy? Didn't the 3DS last pretty long as well too, or was it? The... Yeah, I think the 3DS lasted. I think it did. Pretty... Yeah. Yeah, they're just finally shutting down like the eShop this mm -hmm. year. Yeah. Which is a reminder: yeah. if there's games on the eShop you want to buy, you better do it quick because the like... time's running out. We've been saying that. <laughs> we really have. We really have. We have. So because they did the courtesy of mentioning it, you know, way before they were actually going to do it. Instead of just being like, hey, we're shutting it down in two weeks. All right. So, so yeah, mm -hmm. Gabe thinks that we're going to have the Switch for at least 10 years. So you think fans should not be looking forward to any type of uh, uh, Switch Pro in 2023? Oh, you might as well get rid of those rumor articles now. Because it's... Exactly, it's a cycle. You get them, you get them at the beginning of the year. You're gonna get them again towards April, May, usually when E3 and all the companies start doing their uh, their conferences and and, uh, and presentations during the summer. And then you're gonna get it one or two more times between September and November. So mark that down because this literally happens every year. <laughs> Okay, so sorry. I wanted to write it down. Like as soon as you said that, so I could just be like, "Yeah, no, he was right." Um, and that made me completely forget my next question, <laughs> which uh, I can't remember now. Uh, something. Well, you think of your question though. I'll you know, talk a little bit about more Nintendo and their end of the year of 2022. Can you guys guess what the top two selling games in the top ten of Nintendo's game were? That did make me remember what I was going to ask, but um, nice. no, I don't even know what came out. At the end okay, of 2022 uh, is what you're asking? No, no, so so for the entire year of 22, what was their top, oh. What which two of their games made it to the top 10 best sellers of the year? I feel like I know the answer to this. Well, two. one of them is definitely Mario I Kart Deluxe. I know. Brandon is wrong. Yeah. I'm, oh, what? I'm wrong. In 20, really? Yes. I'm very curious. In 2022, curious. Two, of their top t two of the top 10 best selling video games were Pokemon Scarlet oh, and Violet sure. and Pokemon Arceus or Arceus, uh, how do you pronounce it? And this is this what? is not counting their digital sales, which still had them in the top ten. We should have all known that because we talked about that mm -hmm. on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, I, well, I literally talked I, about that. I, on the I figured Scarlet and Violet was one of them, but I thought Mario Kart was still trending in 2022. But I guess I was wrong. Even, still it, trending, but that that top ten trending. Gotcha. Fair enough. I mean, those games were great. So, mm -hmm. uh, albeit they had a lot of technical issues, don't come for me. But uh, you know, Brandon and I were talking. We have like a hundred messages in our Slack <laughs> after I finished the game, I'm just talking about finish. how happy I was at the end of that game because it's so good. Yeah, that ending was uh, really good. But yeah, my favorite Pokemon game so far, like story wise, it's brilliant. Um, yeah. So my my next statement was, we'll take a look at something like. Three Houses, which came out in a time that I don't remember. 2019. I think that was 2018. Oh, that was 19? 2019 for sure. It was my game of the year, 2019. 2019. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll take a look at something like Three Houses that came out in 2019. And then uh, 2023, you have Engage coming up this Friday, actually. And then you can literally look at the difference between what Intelligent Systems was able to do with uh, Three Houses as opposed to what they were able to do with Engage and how good this game is going to look on something like the OLED Switch. Do you think that Whoa. Nintendo should be... Three Houses was um, solely Koei Tecmo, I think, or it was a partnership with Koei Tecmo. Engages, I think, solely with Intelligent Systems. Oh, are you sure that Intelligent Systems did not do Three Houses at all? 
I think they were, it was a partnership between Koei Tecmo and Intelligence Systems, but Engage is definitely Intelligence Systems, like solely. Does that make sense? Fire Emblem Three Houses was developed by Intelligence Systems and Koei Tecmo. Koei Tecmo, yeah. And then after that, I was like, I know that they they did both. Like, I'm not crazy. I know they did both. Um, yeah, uh, so you can look at uh, what the companies have been able to do with the Switch hardware. Do you feel like it's okay for companies to still be working? At, like, let's say they have to, and, and this is kind of going back to what happened with uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, where you, where a lot of people feel like the game was held back uh, specifically so that it could be on their older console along with the Switch. Do you think that we're going to run into issues like that? Or do you think that uh, these development companies are going to be able to continue to innovate with the OLED and make things better, even though we <laughs> don't get better than 1080p? Um, do you think that's something they should be looking into? And I know that you said that there's not going to be a Switch Pro, so obviously you don't think it's going to come. But do you think this is going to be an issue for them, uh, for developers, when, they, when it comes to uh, the Switch? No. In 2020, I mean, I mean, we've had several examples of what exactly the Switch can do, albeit it's never going to run like a PS5 or an Xbox Series One, sorry, Xbox Series X or you know, or a PC. It's never going to get to that that benchmark. But definitely now that it feels like Nintendo is finally, like Nintendo is finally stopping their support for the Wii U and the 3DS, and now it's like you know, all hands on the Switch software. We don't need to compromise this game anymore for an older generation. It feels like now, I mean, I'm saying this and Pokemon Scarlet came out and everyone was like, Nintendo, what the hell? Or sorry, Game Freak, what the hell? Um, I mean, that's not the only one. You can look at more, it's, it's not. more um, games and there's, that are cloud-based as well that just aren't fitting on the Switch. It's Sorry, this is a little tangent. In 2023, if there's one thing I want nintendo to move off of from their beliefs is the cloud games stop it get those out but i mean a lot of a lot of the reason is because they can't no, it, 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 it is but you, at some point you just gotta be like you gotta tell your fans like hey sorry you're not gonna be able to play this game on this console because it, it's it's which we just can't get it to run um is that okay to you well, I guess it's better than not. I just, well, the, well, the like thing is, I I feel like a lot of people have more than one way of playing their games now, um, which might be a little. What's the word? Um, I will say, as you're saying this, that I think out of everyone here, the Switch is probably the the most accessible out of all of gaming a lot of people have it obviously it's the best selling out of the three still um with playstation i believe right behind it so while you're thinking about what you're saying remember that you have an entire casual audience that only owns a switch including people that only bought a switch (laughs) sorry (laughs) including people that only bought a switch for like i have friends that literally only bought a switch for 2020s animal crossing like they 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 don't have an Xbox, they don't have a PlayStation, they're not gaming on their their tablets or any or, or doing any emulation or any of that. And and that's that's what I think. I think a lot of people who bought or a lot of people who buy a Switch solely for one game usually only want to play Nintendo games. Does that make sense? Mhm. Mm-hmm. So I think so that's why I think, you know, obviously there's going to be games like Kingdom Hearts 3 that everyone and their mother wants to play because it's it's can't believe I have to say this live. It's a great series. It it captivates people. 
and, and people people want to you know they want to know the story of Sora um they want to see what happens to him and his friends but I don't think there's enough games that Nintendo focused people would want to try out for them to get mad over losing cloud saves because aside from um aside from damn it aside from Kingdom Hearts I think there's one or two other like big cloud save games that people are like oh but the rest are kind of like I'm okay not playing this. Okay, uh, I'm going to pivot to you guys really quickly on this conversation because I I think, for the most part, my understanding is that people kind of gave up on cloud gaming because it was so bad. It wasn't that they didn't want to play them. It was just that it was done so poorly that nobody wanted to play them anymore. Because How's the Stadia doing? It's I, literally I, dying tonight. I, I, Tonight, as of this of recording, our, that's a part of our news story. If we have time, is that they're literally ending it, like Brandon said tonight. Like they're they're shutting down the servers as we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so yeah, I want to open it up to Christy and 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 Brandon really quick on your thoughts of uh, everything that Gabe has said for Nintendo so far and the conversations that we've had. Uh, and, and also because for me. I just remember everyone saying, bring it to Switch. Like, that was a thing that happened for years. <laughs> it was like, bring it to Switch, bring it to Switch. And then we got everything on Switch. And now we're, we're still getting everything on Switch. We're getting exclusives that, well, games that were once exclusive on Switch. But then we're getting really bad experiences like Kingdom Hearts 3 um, that are cloud saves. Or we're getting games that don't fit or can't run like they should, Bayonetta 3. Um, Mm-hmm. Like these things are happening on the six-year-old hardware, um, mm-hmm. and it's not a problem for a lot of people. Uh, but uh, there's probably a minority myself that has an issue with it. Uh, but yeah, Christy, Brandon, any thoughts on anything that Gabe said so far? Any rebuttals that you want to make? Sure. No. Based on your own Nintendo experience. I'll, I'll, I'll I just I'll... think what. Go ahead, oh, Christy. sorry. Go ahead. No, Christy, go ahead. Okay. Um, I think the issue with Nintendo and cloud gaming is that their server is just not up for it, and it's all wholly based on your internet speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I haven't tried cloud gaming for PlayStation. Um, hey, I'm sorry, you said it's based on your internet speed. It's not. It's Nintendo no, it being trash. No. No. Okay. I mean that factors. That does factor it into does factor. it. Yeah, but like. Nintendo servers, it doesn't matter how good your your internet is, their servers are trash. If a new Smash character comes out, you can have the best internet oh, in the yeah, world. You are not. not getting that download. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> True. Yeah. But no, I haven't tried um, the PlayStation's cloud gaming. I think I want to say that with the new PlayStation Plus tiers, there are some older um, PS3 titles that are only solely cloud gaming. And I have, uh, I'm like, you know, none of the games interest me. So I haven't really tried it. So I can't really say if there's a difference and if it's just, you know, a server issue on the company's end, which it probably is on Nintendo. I mean, I think Brandon can also speak to that too, a little bit as well. Sure. Well, first off, Grayson's in the chat. He just waved hi. Hello, Grayson. <laughs> Second, um, yeah, so speaking specifically about the cloud gaming thing uh, in regards to what you guys have been talking about before, yeah, like like, like Jarrell's saying, a big part of it is definitely Nintendo servers more so than cloud gaming. Cloud gaming is never going to be the most ideal way to play a game as opposed to natively, but I do think certain uh, systems and 
Obviously, the internet speeds will handle it better better than others. Like it can be mitigated, but again, it's always better to do so natively. Regarding the statement of whether or not a Switch owner would want to play, even want to play a game that's only available as a cloud version, I think it really does depend because you do have like two different audiences that have Switch. You have the people that are ultra casual that just really just do want to play, you know, their Switch and just like Switch games, like the the people that Gabe's referring to, and then you have like people who view gaming as more of kind of like a hobby you know they may have like two consoles there's very few people that have like all three um so you know they'll have like the switch to play you know whatever exclusives or whatever games they would like to on the go and then there will be fewer games on their console and they will have no problem just doing that as opposed to getting a cloud version i think ultimately why the cloud version still exists even though it's obviously not the best way to do it especially from the, the switches uh part is because Every now and then, there'll be just that one game that maybe a casual just wanted like dip their toe into just to see what it is. Like Resident Evil, a casual could like ignore all the other games that are coming to the consoles. But Resident Evil is a big series, so they see like one of those games coming to Switch as a cloud version and be like, you know what, maybe I'll try that one. And then they'll make their decision right then and there if they uh, want to actually continue purchasing said version of that game based on how good or bad most likely bad their connection is going to be to said game and that'll be that so it's going to be on nintendo's part to really improve uh, the stability of their connection if they really want to make cloud gaming thing because i think as they're going now they're better off not doing it like gabe quite said quite frankly i think like like business wise it makes sense for them to do it but if they don't improve it it's that decision is going to be made for them, I feel, I think. Um, there was another thing I was going to talk about, but I can't remember. Sorry. Christy's trying to show us how bad cloud gaming is with her connection. <laughs> On, uh, uh, oh, man. Because there she goes. She's back, to, she's back to normal. Oh, I remember what the other thing I was going to talk about was uh, regards to what Gabe was saying. Um... You think he's just wrong about everything? I know. I think he had a lot of great points, good points, but I just but I, I just want to like. I think he's wrong about everything. Look at this face. Uh, yeah, Ash- 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 do be doubting everyone. Like I watch the anime. Ashwa Ash- Ash- just Ashwa's Ash- a hater, kind of. Anyway, <laughs> Ashwa is kind of hater. Like if you see the black and white season, like it, well, it depends on the episode. Anyway, this is not this is not related. Like so, to what Gabe was talking about, like the switch going on for the ten years. Yeah, that would certainly be unprecedented, and it, well, not un, well, obviously not unprecedented, but it certainly wouldn't be common for for it to go that late. So that that would be talking about from 2017 to 2027, if his prediction is correct. <laughs> um, that's that's a long time to be playing the Nintendo Switch with no revisions whatsoever. I think it's entirely possible that the Nintendo Switch family of systems can last. A decade. I think it's. I don't know if it's plausible, but I think it's possible. But I do think that somewhere along the line, there may be some kind of like mid mid. No, I feel like those two are being very hopeful about Nintendo Switch and how there's not going to be another version or iteration. (laughs) Not okay. So I don't think there might be another one. All I'm saying is no. You cannot give me the, the, the third entry in the Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, whatever number three is. You cannot give me that X number of years from now on a Switch OLED. That's true. Who says there's going to be a third entry of Legend of Breath of the Wild? And who says there isn't? Uh, touche. Well, and, and, at, at, and 
all of these games they innovate with new hardware like we're not gonna like okay we got the 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 mario golf um we're due for like a mario tennis or something i soon we're gonna be out of mario (laughs) mario sports yeah our two pokemon games on this 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 uh the, this generation, we got two Pokemon games. We got no, we got like three Pokemon games, four Pokemon games on Switch two, already. Two, I, I, two like, generations you know. and a lot of mainlines. Yeah, we've gotten mm-hmm. our Pokemon's, we've gotten our Mario Parties, we've gotten iterations of Mario Party, we've gotten DLC for Mario oh, Kart shit. 8 that's never gonna end. Technically, like, we've had two and a half generations because gotten... Let's Go is technically part oh, of Gen 7. So true. two and a half gens have now been on Switch. Jeez. My point, is, and, and then we've gotten Breath of the Wild and, and a bunch of Zelda remakes. My point. We also is, have two Fire Emblems coming. Yes. We yes. have type, yes. we have two Warriors type games. Um, what else? Has three, three Warriors type games. Well, and so oh. I, my point is that I actually five. Usually, <laughs> when we innovate with the new entry in the series, it's when we get the new console to go with it. Um, and I and I think it's we're nearing a time six years in. I'm not saying it's going to be next year or the year after. It might be another one or two years or or so. But I do think we're nearing that time where it's time to refresh this stuff with something new. And I like there's no way you're gonna try to. I want to see how Tears of the Kingdom performs, and I'm probably gonna talk shit because I'm gonna be mad that I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that it could look better than what it's going to look when I play it on handheld on OLED, and that's gonna piss me off. And 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 it it, it sucks because I think there's so much potential in a game like Tears of the Kingdom, um, just to be. And I think Gabe showed me the like 4K version of it, or or like posted it somewhere. And I was like, this is what we could have. Like I would be a much bigger fan of this game if it wasn't held back um so i i don't think you can go on for 10 years in one one cycle especially if you rely so heavily on exclusive games that you've already kind of i'm not saying run dry but we're not getting another pokemon generation on the switch i don't think like uh, gen no. 10 is definitely not going to be no i don't think so nintendo switch at all like it's gonna have to be uh next gen console what were you saying before brandon and then i'm gonna move on uh, no, I I'm think that was, pretty, that was pretty. Oh, Gabe can come back after him. You know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty much done, though. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I did all this research, so. No, I'm gonna come back to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you come back to me because I just messed up my screen. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm totally gonna come back. Uh, this was just. A, it was supposed to just be a hardware conversation. Um, so let's move on. Uh, PlayStation, PlayStation hardware. Uh, PS5 came out 2020. Uh, this is going to be, it'll be three years in November. We're reaching mm-hmm. around the halfway mark. Not really. You know, if we get a six, seven year life cycle, maybe eight year life cycle. So we still got some time. Um, there have been rumors of a PS5 Slim. Uh, at this point, I think a year, I think we got the 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 upgraded PlayStation three years into the life cycle last year. We time. did. Um, I think this... I believe so. We got the slim, and then after that, I think the pro a little bit shortly after. Does that sound about right? I believe so. So that means either next year or the year after, if they're following that, we would be looking at something like a PS5 Pro, which I don't even know if 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 it's even necessary, uh, because you can literally open the PS5 and do what you need to if yeah. you need to. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we had all the issues with scalpers and the hardware being not available and now being much more readily available than it was before. And, but so- also the price increase in certain regions as well, too. 
So, Christy, tell us, what do you think about PlayStation's, the PS5 hardware currently, the price point that it is, and uh, the availability? I think right now it's at a good spot, per, in a way. I think um, now that they're ramping up production, uh, people, they're more able to get a PS5. Um, I think they're in a really good spot as of now. Um, as for um, game performance, uh, right I believe God of War Ragnarok is technically the last game that's supposed to be um, released on the PS4 and PS5. So hopefully with the release of like, um, is, uh, remind me, is Forspoken being released on the PS4 as well too? Or just PS, PS5 only? It is. I think yeah. it is. It's the PS5, PS4, and then PC later on? And mm-hmm. No, I think PC, PC at launch. were a mess. Oh, that's what it was. It is PC at launch, but they're not doing... Uh, okay. So, I think um, with God of War, Ragnarok, and Forspoken being the last uh, two games that's being released on PS4 and PS5, I think um, later into the year, we'll start to see, really see, like, how how far the developers can push the PS5 to its limits. And then I think um, maybe later this year or maybe, you know, sometime the middle of next year, we'll start to see um, if there's going to be any more software updates or hardware updates onto the PS5. I think that should be a good time frame to kind of guess and see, of course. Um, it's still kind of hard to tell just because you still have the games being released on both the PS4 and PS5. Uh, Brandon, Gabe, do you guys think that the PS5 needs an upgrade? Yes. It need for uh, this is hardware so upgrade like a pro. Yeah, 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 yeah I guess. I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna actually just say no. Yeah, not I yet. agree with Brandon. The reason, oh, the reason. Go, okay, ahead, go, go ahead, Gabe. What are you gonna say? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because mine re- is no, yours is yes. Okay. No. The reason why I, the reason why I say not yet is because we haven't had to really see the PS5 struggle yet because all the releases that we've had up to this point have been, oh, almost all the releases, I should say, have been PS4, PS5, with the PS5 version obviously being, you know, the better version between those two. It's, it's very smooth. Exactly. So we, ha- we haven't got any only only PS5 releases that I'm like, damn, this shit's chugging, though. That's something <laughs> to, make, to make me be like, to make me be like... <laughs> Oh wow, we need that we need that pro. Even with integrated, it's still like with Yuffie, it was perfect. I was like, wow, I never knew Right. Right. Yeah. The PS4 was struggle. It was a struggle bus for Final Fantasy Seven remake on the PS4 Pro. I don't think I've ever heard Christy say struggle bus ever. Real quick. I'm in love with this conversation. Right now. Grayson is clarifying that Forspoken is PS5 and PC only, no PS4 version. Uh, wow, well, you know what? That makes so much sense. And we all who played the demo should know better. That made so much <laughs> we sense. We should. Have you guys seen the PC requirements for Forspoken? Yes. Yeah. I saw it earlier Wild. They, they are, they are they, beef. You need a beefy PC to play that thing. There's yeah. no way they're playing that on PS4 now that I think about it. Yeah, that's, but also, that... like, it was really, it was buttery smooth. I love how quickly the gameplay was and just switching when the combat. I actually had issues. Um, I, I went back oh. and forth with, yes, I went back and forth. It was between the, um, the, the, I, I can't remember the modes that they had available for, for Spoken. I think it was, like, between the performance mode and the, um, graphics mode. And one of them, mm-hmm. uh, with ray tracing on, one of them was not very well optimized, um, 
But you know what? First book is going to be a good game. So mm -hmm. just go mm -hmm. play it. Yeah. On PlayStation, not PC. <laughs> yeah. But that's that, that's the only point I was making. That's the only reason why I don't... I, don't, I, I, I think at some point, like... We, I, I think we've gotten to the point where, at least on Microsoft and Sony's end, they want these consoles to last a while. Because the PS3, the PS4, those life cycles lasted a lot longer than console generations usually do. Same for 360 and Xbox One. Well, with the PS3, Sony, they were trying to recoup cost. Yeah. Because Sony they realized they that to, they yeah. priced the PS3 at too high of a price point. Right. And even throughout the PS4 life cycle, they were still trying to recoup PS3 cost. So, <laughs> so... They're like, eh, it's a loss. Yep. So, so honestly, for the seven years that the 360 PS3 generation was going on, the first half of the Sony's was like them trying to <laughs> recover while well, Microsoft more than the was. the first half of this thing, yeah. I think throughout the PS3 lifecycle, they were still trying to recover. Yeah, sure. But the, by the end, I think they ended up like doing really well for themselves, where the 360 had a very strong lead in the beginning, and then it kind of petered off at that point. But my, that's the other side of the point. The point is. Both those generations lasted quite a while, and I don't think it's going to be any different for the PS5 and uh, Xbox Series systems. So it would be in their interest if they want to keep the uh, generation, so to speak, going for longer. Uh, a refresh would need to happen at some point. I just don't think we're at the point yet. Now, we did talk about... Actually, you know what? I'm going to save my Xbox point for when, you, when we talk about Xbox. But, but suffice to say, I think... It's a little too soon for uh, a new version, but I think it will happen at some point. I don't think we've had a game. I think the only game we've had that's actually tried to push the limits of what the PS5 could do was Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The right. only one that is used mm -hmm. like the SSD in the PS5 in the way that it was meant to be used to like showcase what this uh, what this console can do. Mm -hmm. So I agree with Brandon. But Gabe, please tell us why we need to refresh the immediately. Only reason I say we need to refresh it has nothing to do with the games. Did you know a PS5 can't connect to a soundbar via uh, via Bluetooth? That's nuts. I didn't know that. that but, but that's not a hardware issue. Like, you can yeah. literally... That is a software issue. You can... No, it's a hard, no, 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 no. It's a hardware thing. It, they is don't, it really? Yeah, they don't actually have something in the PS5 no that can be Bluetooth updated. Ah, yeah, okay. there's nothing that can be updated. Because the only Bluetooth thing they have for it is for the controller. And that's a separate That's separate from actual Bluetooth. That's the so you, only reason why I okay. say it would need a update. I feel like that we'll get that with an eventual PS5 Pro. But yeah, that's gonna be the stuff that I need. Like, I would not. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, I PS5. I'd give you like a Bluetooth dongle to connect to your speaker with that you can plug into the back of the PS5 or something. Like, there's no, no reason it, I'd make a Pro, a PS5 Pro, so that you can connect. It doesn't have to be a PS5 Pro. The PS5 refresh. The PS5. There could be. There could be a so slim. So much money. Yeah, because remember so the slims. The slims always didn't really. Yeah, the Slims didn't really have a hardware upgrade to their previous thing. Right. It was more just an aesthetic look. Yeah. If you're going to make a PS5 Slim... That's fair. Well. That, that's it's, fair. It's, it's, I, I do want to clarify, it's only in recent generations that we've gotten, like, console refreshes that actually improve <laughs> performance. It used to be a purely aesthetic thing. It used to be just like, you, you didn't get your console yet, or you just want just a smaller version? There you go. Plays the same, but you can... Just take I'm not saying I would, yeah. I'm not saying but, I would agree with a new PS5 that its its uh, function is literally only to bring the Bluetooth and pay six hundred dollars for it. But I do think it needs it. Play PS5 Blue is what they'll call it. That's a good name. The new, oh my God. the new PlayStation Five. Okay, 
Christy jokes, but the reason why I came up with the name PS5 Blue is because Nintendo literally called their new Switch the Nintendo Switch OLED. It's right there. There was confusion yeah, there. The, the function is in the name. Yeah. I'm sorry. The only reason I'm so flabbergasted by this is because you took a $50 solution and turned it into a $600 plus solution. It's not that they my can't fault they even... do You're right. It's not your fault that they didn't do it, but like... You can just, like, you can easily make a dongle to connect, and they don't even have to. You could probably find one on Amazon. We, I, I have, like, I literally have Bluetooth dongles for my Switch before Ashton, they turned on Bluetooth to, so that you could use your, your wireless headsets for the Switch. I have a dongle that I bought to be able to connect to Bluetooth. There's no reason that you can't do that when... We have these companies that are still trying to make enough money to, to, to recoup the cost of production value on these these uh these consoles and you're just like oh but there's no bluetooth uh, connector for my sound bar Oshawa so. is now judging gabe we need a whole and, and can judge gabe all he wants he didn't pay six hundred dollars for a system that can't a, connect yeah. to a sound bar. if the switch can do it your system should be able to do it so i completely i do agree with that I, and to be fair i did not know that the switch could not not the switch i did not know that the playstation could not connect to a soundbar and to be fair i think that that is definitely something that should have been there um and I completely get your point. Like that is, I think, unacceptable. I think the PlayStation ha not having a feature that the six-year-old Switch does have is unacceptable. Um, so I completely agree with you there. I just think that it is there's an easier solution than a than a hardware upgrade for that. But I don't know because I didn't even know that there was no Bluetooth capability in the PS5 for it at all. I learned something new tonight, and that's why I know. Here. Uh, thank you, Gabe. Thank you. <laughs> for anyone listening he gave us a thumbs up um so brandon let's talk about xbox hardware let's talk about xbox hardware. we've got two we've got a we got a series x and a series s mm -hmm. one I'm that is oh and... sorry <laughs> and i for i i mean yeah we also have two for the playstation that's crazy both of them don't have bluetooth they didn't even put it in the like in the and the slim, not the slim, the non-disc version can't even connect. I'm yeah. gonna try that. After this Clearly podcast, they I'm said that it would be an issue that only a select few people will have. <laughs> me! You're now I elite. know that it's gonna be me! Sony says eat the rich. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah, so there's an Xbox Series X and S, and uh, we already know that they're still trying to um, recoup the costs of uh, production value on these, and they still have yet to do that, so they're losing... Um, uh, a few months ago, we had an article that said they're losing about $200 every console that's produced. Mm -hmm. So, Brandon. Yeah. What do you do if you're if you're Xbox and... Can I make a quick joke about them recouping their losses? Oh, please do. I mean, do. we've all stopped, so please do. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the way they're figuring out how to do that is by firing 10,000 employees. That's another... That's another... News story we had for tonight that we're probably not going to get to. Uh, X uh, that Xbox is, is uh, firing 10,000 employees in January because January is the time where you get rid of all your people Rip. after the holidays. New, new year, new us. Oh, God. Brandon. Oh Did my you lose some weight? Yeah, we lost 10,000 worth of pounds. Sorry. <laughs> I'm done with the jokes. That's not funny. People's lives, livelihoods oh, are in danger. Man. I hope everyone gets back on their feet. I yeah. When I said new people, new year, new us, I'm talking like the perspective of the of the executives who made that decision. 
It's too late. This is all derailed. Um, <laughs> and all of you are horrible people except for Chrissy because she didn't laugh at it and neither did I. So we're not horrible. I saw a smirk. We laughed at it. Oh my god. Anyway, yes, Xbox Series X and S. Um, still trying to make money from them. Uh, how do you feel the hardware is doing now? Do you think there's a point for any um, upgrades to the hardware um, in the same vein that we were discussing for PlayStation? Um, what do you think Xbox or uh, Microsoft is supposed to do with the situation or do they just keep not caring well i'm glad you brought up specifically the hardware because i have two points to make about that in regards to like sales uh like you like you already mentioned um sales i w- have definitely not been great for both the series s and series x when com- the combined sales right now are at 19 million but only a million of that was made like last year so we're talking to like just that launch hype numbers is what drove it to that point and now we're seeing like in the short term, that it's not really recouping those loss, uh, those costs, because you know it just didn't sell the greatest in twenty. It did not have a good twenty twenty two, is what I'm trying to say. And, um, and regarding your question about the console refresh, we talked a few weeks ago on the podcast about the fact that there are some developers who are already calling for the Series S to be discontinued and only do the Series X, and that's very discouraging to hear, considering that they put a lot of stock into releasing these two versions as their, you know, current console generation. Um, Unfortunately, I think, I don't think it's going to happen within 2023 to be clear, but I think eventually they are going to have to acquiesce to the uh, demands that the, the publishers are making and make series X be their, their sole platform. Now to be clear, I don't think series X is doing bad right now. I think that can be at least sustained until, probably until like 2024 but i think in 2024 we are gonna see like maybe the series has start to like die down support as much as i hate to say that for the sake of like the people who bought series because there's a lot of people who own the series S. to be clear because if people just want a nice easy way to play their game pass games series s is a nice affordable way to do that while having a you know decently good graphics and you can play all the quote next gen games still on it but if Series S eventually goes away, then that is going to, you know, or rather Series S support goes away, that is going to, you know, undercut a lot of those people who bought the system just for that purpose for it to be essentially a Game Pass. Especially since the Series S doesn't have a disk drive, you know, it's made for the purpose of downloading games quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think to answer your question, Series X is going to uh, eventually become the standard going forward. But I think it will last because one thing that Xbox does have going for it, it is the most powerful console. It doesn't have the same SSD that the PlayStation 5 has. But it, what it makes up for that is like its raw power. Like the fact that you can render games in like 4K in like uh, 120 frames per second, especially if you're playing those really good first party games like the Forza games. Like you can mm-hmm. get some incredible performances for the games that are first party to xbox as well as the third party ones can you know use the unlock frame rate features that would normally be exclusive to like pcs um how they turn this around going forward is one to continue what they're doing in terms of really pushing the fact that this is like a powerful console especially if we get to the point that series x is their only one that they end up supporting you have to make sure that people understand that they're spending money on like the best in a perform- performance standpoint the best console that is currently on the market that's the first thing mm-hmm. second you know game pass um we, we, we constantly ask the question of how game pass is making them money but I think it's, it's not. Some, it's it's like it's not. That's the that's the answer to that question. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's getting to the point where I think they care more about the game pass and the system sales itself because it's obviously not 
doing well for the systems. But I think they're hoping that they'll get enough subscribers that it will eventually turn into a profit. So that's the second thing. Um, but the third thing, and I think this is the the most key thing, and this is kind of kind of like tie a little bit into like um, the uh, the games that are coming up. I'm not gonna go into too much detail because I'm assuming you're gonna ask me that later. But I, I will. But I but I will but I but I will say this, and I have like a little visual aid here, if you will, oh, to sure. talk about talk about this. <laughs> At least for anyone listening, Brandon has just pulled out his uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, my Iron Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, yes, the the, the nano gauntlets. Six stones inside of it. Yeah, the six stones are inside the gauntlet. Now, why am I pulling out this stone with the six Infinity Please Gauntlets? Please explain. I will explain. So much like how Thanos had to gather the stones to like make his thing. Microsoft is out there collecting publishers, publishing developers, and that I think I is where they're is where they're going mm-hmm. to is going I to be their strength. So, in the long That's term, where are you uh, thinking going to be? Oh, I, oh, I do. In the long term, okay, I will. I was going to wait until we talked about games, but I'll go into it. Oh wait, no, yeah, no, don't do it yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but, but basic, but 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 I'll, but I'll give a little tease for later in the podcast that I, I think their I think their publishers is going to be a big step of theirs going forward. And yeah, more on that later. You mean the publishers? Even with their ongoing Microsoft and, and Activision. About? Oh, oh, I'm not even talking even about Activision. I'm not thing. even talking about. I'm not, I'm not even talking about Activision necessarily. But it, but yeah, but Activision's it, the reason we can't get any news about what's coming. Because they're in the middle of a lawsuit, can't talk about what's yeah. coming. Also, they've been literally degrading themselves. <laughs> like, oh yeah, they've been shooting themselves in the foot hard with that stuff. But no. before we get there, let's yeah, let's hop on the the, the Xbox um hardware really quickly. Um, so I know that you mentioned that it, you think that they're going to ease out of the Series S uh, eventually. Why can't they just do what uh, Square Enix did for FF? Excuse me, FF seven, and just be like, we're not, we're just not making it for the 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 uh, series S. Like, if the if that developer decides to do it without getting rid of the series S altogether. Oh, that could entirely be on the onus of a developer to just say we're not doing it for the series S. We're only going to be doing it for the series X. I don't think we're at a point yet, similar to the PS five we talked about earlier. We're not yet at a point yet where I don't think the series S is having too much of a difficulty playing a lot of these Xbox games. But I think that, but I think if developers are already asking for it, we're going to get there sooner than we may even think. So, How many developers are asking for that? To our knowledge, it was just like uh, it was just like a few. I don't think like there, there was a whole lot. But it was a handful. It, it, it was it was a handful, but not I enough. It was like two. It, it, it's it's not at a number where Microsoft is currently taking it seriously. But if people are already starting to ask, then I think it is something that may come. It may come further in the future than I had previously anticipated, to be fair. But I think it's going to happen eventually. But the point is, if a third-party developer is saying, no, the Series S is not going to bring our vision to life, then they can just choose to just not make a Series S version. I don't think that'd be in their best interest currently, but they could just choose to do that. Whether Microsoft will start saying, nah, we're only making Series X games, that I don't think is going to happen until way later. If you know, I just need someone to make this make sense to me, because... I just, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to me. There's no, like, there's no reason why if I were a game developer, I would be, like, l- essentially limiting the amount, especially if it's an Xbox exclusive, which obviously it's not going to be because if it's an Xbox exclusive, it has to work on every fucking Xbox. But there's no reason why I would limit my audience um, uh, when 
I barely have an audience to begin with. I think and I think I think where the confusion is coming from is be the is the fact that the demands are known, but we haven't seen it on the performance side. Like again, I was we, you I was saying be that the PS five the, the I was saying that the PS five doesn't need refresh because we haven't had any issues with PS five games yet. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any issues to our to my knowledge at least. We haven't had any issues with Series S games either. Like they'll obviously look better and run better on Series X, but they haven't like but, but but no but no one has put a game on their Series S and be like this is not running well yet. So there's there's something behind the scenes that developers know that we don't know, and that's why they think they're making these requests. But as far as what we're seeing as what as as consumers buying the games, there has been no issues yet, and that's why I think we're confused about this. Like, why y'all even asking for this? Especially since Microsoft positioned this to be released alongside the Series X. You would think that would mean they future proof it so it can go toe to toe for a long time. But, but if that's also not the, means that yeah. these developers knew. Like y'all knew what y'all were getting into. <laughs> like it's not it's right. Like, and, and and if it is an issue, then if Microsoft allows you, just do what Square Enix did. Don't publish for the the one that isn't going to be able to handle it. Yeah. And or I guess if it, or yeah. do we come out with the more expensive? Uh, basically, to to wrap this Xbox hardware conversation up, my question to all of you is: Do we the do it, does it make sense for Xbox to then come out with a? Uh, Series S Pro that's not quite the X, but better than the uh, S and is less expensive than the X, but able to run these games? Uh, like a mid-tier in between those two? or is I that feel different? like that they were hoping to capture a mid-tier and then... And it was their strategy. It was their strategy to catch the mid-tier audience. However, it kind of backfired on them, is what it seems like. Um, I feel like they were... I don't... Oh, sorry. Didn't know you were... Oh, no, go ahead. I, I don't I don't agree. I don't think they were trying to catch the mid audience at all. I feel like they were trying to catch casuals um and um and uh non-casuals. I don't feel like the the Series S was mid tier cuz it was so cheap. But if Microsoft like, they're like losing money already on it. Yeah, which is why I don't think they should ever make any more consoles like at all because they're clearly not making money on the ones they have. So why not Clearly drill is biased because there's no Final Fantasy 14. I am I I surprisingly I've been playing my Xbox like every day recently. <laughs> I know this sounds like I'm talking shit. I've been playing my Xbox every day uh, recently because I got Midnight Suns for the Xbox and I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't see a reason to. I, I'm answering my own question. I see absolutely zero reasons to make any new Xbox hardware when you're still not making money off of the hardware that you already have. Um, I also don't think there's any. No one's asking for a mid-tier, like, hey, yeah. I don't like this really expensive. And and then the, the S is so cheap. Like, their whole selling point was, if you're a beginner and you want to join in, but you don't want to spend $600, what, it's like 300 bucks, no? It's the same price as a yeah. Switch, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it 350 I don't know if it's 300 or 350 How much is the OLED? 350 for the OLED. It's cheaper than an OLED Switch. Like, come on, what more do you people want? Go buy Xbox. Yeah, but it's not portable, like the Switch OLED. Technically, it's this big. Like, it is very portable. Now, it's not as portable as the OLED, but have y'all seen? Oh, Brandon has one. I don't have a Series S. You have a Series S, right, Brandon? I have an Xbox One S. Oh shit. Okay, <laughs> I don't have a Series S. I've seen it. It is 
way smaller than it looks. I promise you. Guys. I've seen it in person. It is real small. It is it's real like small. this big. Like you can throw that shit in the bag and like go wherever you need to with it. Now, will you have a TV to connect it? No. Um, but anyway, yeah, Christy or Gabe, any any um, thoughts you have on anything Brandon said about uh, uh, Xbox hardware? I just want to say all the S needs to do is get a memory boost. That's all it needs for the developers to get rid of that problem. So you're That's saying the... developers uh, should stop uh, crying. Not developers should stop crying, but I think this also goes to Sony because the um, Oh shit, he's talking about you, Christy. The 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 P, the digital version also has like a lower memory bank, but it, it it is a little bit easier to upgrade your memory on a PS5, but they need cuz the thing is a lot of games which I don't I don't really know how computers work. And I never want to learn because it's very confusing. But you need memory to have your games run better. And the problem with the S is that it doesn't have enough internal storage for the developers to work with, if that makes sense. That's literally the only problem. The only problem with the S is that it doesn't have enough memory. Okay. You guys are way too quiet. Thank you. <laughs> My stomach just growled. <laughs> No, it's just, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I just can't imagine that multiple developers are complaining because there's not enough memory in the S, because that also seems like an issue that is easily, <laughs> you know how I said that you could just get a $50 dongle for the uh, Bluetooth, like, for, I feel like all of these are very, no, but remember, it's an though, easy fix. Re remember though, the Xbox, the Xboxes, you can't use an external storage like you do with, um, mm. like, like you do with the PlayStation. You'd have They're... to buy like an actual SSD and install it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And remember, and also the. I forgot what I was going to say. Keep going. Oh, blank. I mean, I, 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 no. all I'll say is that I can do it on my PlayStation. And if I can do something, anybody can do it because I don't know how to do anything. When I just I, recently I installed was... my SSDI, I think. Is that what it's called? I'm it's, so tired. Yeah. yeah. And it's very easy to do it's on a PlayStation. Easy, actually, yeah. yeah but, but also remember, like, <laughs> The developers are only working with the internal stores. It's not like they have no, an yeah, Xbox. For sure. or, yeah, no, so yeah, for they, they, So while it may, you know, it may be an easy fix for us, the developers are like, well, no, I, I need a bigger storage when I'm actually working on the game. Do you know what? Or is yeah. there an issue with their dev kit that has been that was sent out to the developers? I don't think there would be. You know what they should do, Gabe? What? They should do it Nintendo. That's just cloud cloud game it. Technically, don't they do that with the phones? Don't. Yeah. Game Cloud came <laughs> already have the solution. And it's better than, than Nintendo. Um, so yeah, let's move on from hardware and talk about the fun one. Um, actually, no, let's not let's not talk about the fun one. Let's, not um, fun, let's talk about says. a quick one. Let's talk about a quick one. Um, innovations. What innovations would you guys like to see? Or what are some of your, your wish list innovations for your company in, in 2023? When you say innovations, what do you mean by innovations? Um, <laughs> new things you want to see. Oh, new okay. things that you want to see from uh, PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo that have not been done before. Brand new. Mm. Whether it be hardware, uh, studio acquisitions, something uh, you've never seen before that you think they should get into. I don't know. Maybe PlayStation should hop back into the the handheld. Um, God, as much as I would like for them to hop back in, I don't 
I think with the Switch being such a huge dominator oh, I was in the joking. field. I was joking. Like, I was not. I was joking. But yeah, any any innovations that you want to see, either hardware-wise or software-wise, or, uh, you know, like, Gabe's innovation is going to be clearly Bluetooth compatibility for... That's for the PlayStation, <laughs> not for my company. Play- oh, that is for PlayStation, my bad. Um, yeah, Dude, so that's the only Also, I... Just a little side note, I tried it and looked it up myself. Even the Bluetooth dongles don't can work with the sound bar. Red. That's so That's, bad. That's garbage. <laughs> um, but I guess for Nintendo, I'll and, start You know off why first. this has never had it? This is, I'm sorry. The reason this has never been a problem for me is because I connect my Bluetooth soundbar to the TV. Because I kept wondering, like, why that's an issue. Now I see, because I was just playing, I was just using my Bluetooth, um... My my soundbar, but it's connected to the TV, not the PlayStation. And I was using because it the while sound playing is like PlayStation through, through the HDMI. Oh, no, I mine is, mine is through. Um, it, it connects to the TV because uh, I have a Samsung one, so it connects directly to the TV without being like I don't have an. There's no connection. No, um, no. What I'm I do talking about. Sorry. No, I was no, talking no, about no. how the PlayStation Five, the sound and the the sound, the audio and the video output is connected through the TV, through an HDMI. Mm. So if I, you don't have a TV, you can't really... Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> but yeah, I have. I was playing Forspoken Demo, and I turned my soundbar on, and my soundbar Bluetooth connected to the TV, mm-hmm. and I played the game. So I've never had an issue with my soundbar connecting directly to the PlayStation. That's why I was like, yeah, why is this a problem? Uh, um, yeah. yeah, just connect it to I'm your TV. I have a monitor. Connect it to your your monitor on that Bluetooth. I have I have to try that, but um, again, this this is all like this. I'm, another little tangent about modern technology is this um this monitor came out like kind of recently, but there's no op there's no the the optical jack for. Oh, um, like no problem. The, it does anyway. But PlayStation <laughs> yeah, still needs Bluetooth. Your Nintendo innovation, I'm sorry. My Nintendo innovation, the thing I would love for them to do is finally and actually update the damn servers. Because you guys brought it when we were talking about the cloud things. But then one of my talking points was the the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack and how we're paying more money. And, you know, it'd be nice if we're paying more money for an online feature. You know, we get a better Better updated, updated online server. Chrissy, what and, would you like to? Yeah, no, I, oh. I think I think I think that's my only innovation. All right, Chrissy, what would you, would you like to see on PlayStation innovation? <laughs> Sorry, what would you like to see on PlayStation innovation? Um, honestly, I would just like to see more classic games, like PS3 titles that you can't really get anywhere else. That's only yeah, I mean... exclusive to the yeah. PS3 being released you know through like the playstation plus be rad xbox be random brandon i like one i like one of those (laughs) (laughs) i gotta tell you which one i ain't gonna tell you which one you gotta guess um i guess what i would like from xbox looking thinking about like their they don't have a huge amount of franchise or at least ones that they're willing to invest into. But I guess I'd like to see, like, a little more brand synergy between what they do have. Nintendo has, like, you know, 
their well-known characters. Sony has their well-known characters. Mm, I, 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 can, I can't. Okay, I can't. I, I can't really think. I can't really think besides Master Chief about like really notable like Microsoft characters. And what are you talk about yeah, the Dragonborn. They have Doom. All the Bethesda Dragonborn. titles, right? Yeah, Bethesda. Well, I'm, honestly, <laughs> honestly, Bethesda you joke. Has been like the Doom guy's been kind of associated with, you know, Doom, and that's been multi-platform for so long. Nah, Doom not anymore. anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's Bethesda. Remember, everything Bethesda is now Microsoft. This is actually what game jokes, but this is actually does point into something I'm going to be talking about a little bit later on about how now that they are making all these acquisitions, a lot of the they can get a lot of these characters to call their own, so to speak, and they can do a little more with these characters. Show off the fact that they actually have characters to use because I think that's always been a strength on Nintendo and PlayStation side that they have like these notable series that they can fall back to. Like if we're, I guess there's another there's Gears of War too now they just thought about it. Yeah, but that's basically it. Gears of War, Forza, and Halo are like really the only three things when I think of when I think about Xbox, and it would definitely behoove them to try to like expand that, you know, develop more series that they can really call their own to like make people be like, yeah, this is why I play Xbox. So you so, really want to say is you want more exclusives? Yeah, that's pretty much what he's saying, and the, enough <laughs> so that you can have a like lineup of mascots from those exclusives. Yeah, those Xbox All Stars. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so my next talking point for you guys is, uh, since we're we're kind of teetering, what are some of the negatives that you see happening for your companies in 2023? I'll go first, because obviously there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no, we, we, we were ta- we, we, we've touched on like a lot of it, but right now in the short term, Sony's like, I'm sorry, Sony, uh, Microsoft is having some big, big problems right now because... I'm going to touch on this just a little bit. I'm going to go more into it later, but like I was looking up the game releases that was coming up for 2023 specifically. The three big ones is um hey. what, what Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay, but there's three. But there's three. Okay. The, the, that's the, the, that's basically it. That there's three of them in 2023 and beyond that it is just third party stuff which you can play on PlayStation 5 or possibly Switch depending on the game in question. That's not a lot and that is definitely not enough. That is definitely something that they can prove upon. And I think they will. Again, that's something I'm going to touch on more later. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on that I just had to refer to my notes to is, and I understand why they do this, but my God, they have so many games that they announce with no release dates or even release windows. They just like mm. show a trailer, show, yeah, we're working on this. Stay tuned. And that's about it. I mean, we could. I could go into another tangent about all oh, CG trailers and no gameplay, but I'm just talking about games that have no release dates whatsoever that we are still waiting for to this day. And again, I understand why they do it because again, they have nothing, so they have to show what they're working on so people can still be excited. But the problem, you know, it's a short-term solution and eventually, and very quickly becomes a long-term problem until those games actually come out. So that's so... something they can work on. Essentially, the negatives for Xbox owners in 2023 are not enough exclusive games. In 2023. And and also not enough release dates for announced games. So essentially, not enough exclusive games. (laughs) Like, because we don't know. And the ones that are, we don't know when they're coming out. So basically, if you have an Xbox and another console, it doesn't matter because you've only got three games to look forward to that are going to be exclusive. Three major ones. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's go to Christy next. Uh, what what are some negatives that uh, uh, PlayStation owners can expect in twenty twenty three? 
I mean, what I think the biggest one was actually somewhat recently fixed, which was the supply issue. Mm. Now that they're fixing that, it should hopefully be better. But with the supply issue being fixed, it also means that there's a price increase in some regions. And so that might be a factor that plays into whether or not people, they purchase a PlayStation 5 in the future um, with a price increase because, you know, with inflation and whatnot, food costs is increasing. And so at some point, people will have to figure out, do they want to spend so much money on a new console? Yeah. Or do they want to, you know, spend that money for for food and for their food. cost of living? I knew you were going to make that comparison. That's why I was like, oh no, like, do I get groceries or do I buy a PS5? That's mm-hmm. a, like, oh my god, go buy groceries. <laughs> like, that's a horrible comparison. Just, just, I'm an ex, I'm, but, but I'm Team is, Xbox, just, like, get Dor- just get Doritos and Mountain Dew, we're good. But, but no, that is something that some people, they do. They're like, well... Yeah, for sure. Well, what what are our options? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think with Sony, um, they are slow at announcing announcing games. I feel like I feel like that as of ne- let me double check and make sure. I know that we do have some games launching, some major first part. Well, we have some, you know, triple A games launching later this year as well too. And so, it's going to be trying to make sure that you know people they they want to purchase a ps5 and i with the slate that they do have it is a good slate but i think um where am i going with this tangent i totally like blanked all of a sudden because <laughs> everything you've said so far sounds good <laughs> like we've got good games coming <laughs> yeah there are games but also it's like you need to also kind of plan towards the future as well too um so where sony's issue is that what games are releasing in 2024 that will continue to um what games that are being released in 2024 that people will can look forward to wait so your negative is that they don't have people don't have games to look forward to for 2023 for playstation no they do have games for 2023 but for 2024 2025 what games are coming down the pipelines to keep them to keep them interested in the PlayStation 5 and also like what other games will be included into, will they be adding additional games to the PlayStation Plus to sell that service to players as well too. As of now, we have, um, I know with the highest tier, it includes the PS3 games and some of the PS3 offerings where some people were not happy with it. So. So uh, some negatives that PlayStation owners can look forward to are uh, the increase in prices. Uh, and um, not knowing what's coming for 2024 and beyond. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo, what what do I have to be sad about for Nintendo in 2023? You got to be sad about, or at least worried about, is them not being able to ride the high of the first half of the year into the second half. We don't really know what's coming out in the second half of 2023 for Nintendo. We well, have, but I... Sorry. But we, don't, but we don't, like, their biggest hitters for this year, as far as we know, are coming out this half of the year and the thing is with you know with how nintendo is they don't really give early announcements so we're probably not going to hear about the second half of 2023 until maybe march or maybe april so and then the other problem with that would be is you know what if a lot of people aren't going to be happy with what's coming out the second half of 2023 it's like oh my gosh you guys had this great 
second half of 2022 and this great first half of 2023 and then you shit the bed with 2023 after july um bro i i um so that's that's i think one of the big negatives is looking what to look forward to the second half of the year and then one of the other negatives because apparently on twitter everyone wants one so bad is another year of no switch pro announcements mm. and one other thing i would say is even though i mentioned this earlier is i don't think they're gonna mention anything about upgrading their servers or because they did say last year that they are looking into finally upgrading their servers when they've been using a software that's been used I think with the Windows 98, was that correct, Brandon? It's <laughs> yeah. the software they use for, yeah. yeah. And so they announced that the first half of last year and then we haven't heard shit. And if anything, a lot of people are saying it feels like online is getting a little bit worse. So, I don't know what's so funny. I'm not actually, I don't know what's going on. 98 Windows. <laughs> I uh, know, yeah, that's pretty what funny. Yeah. Always gets me. Um, like, can you imagine? <laughs> I don't have to imagine, Jarrell. We experience it every day. We turn on our damn <laughs> switch. Y'all really did? Okay. Um, but yeah, th- those are the big three negatives, I think, if coming out of Nintendo this year. Uh, so I hope I'm wrong on every aspect of it, except for. But the I feel like with the, with one of them, with not knowing the rest or the later half of the 2023, that usually gets remedy around, you know, yeah. E3, what, and also I... with the Pokemon, with the upcoming, you know, eventual unannounced upcoming Pokemon Day no, Direct. Yeah. Pokemon can die. Um, they'll just milk every game with DLC. Mm-hmm. That's not wrong, um, but also to. to to rectify what I said, not instead of not knowing, is not being satisfied with what comes in the second half of 2023. Does that sound better? I mean, I like, Chrissy, like Chrissy said, we are going to get news eventually over what's coming in the second half of the year. So yeah, that's, that's fine. Alright, so let's move away from some positive, I mean, from some negatives, and um, Move on to some positives. What do you guys think uh, owners of Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo are going to be excited for this year? Not games. Damn. We're oh. going into games next. Um, is there anything uh, else that you think that... Uh, and and if, if there's nothing, that's totally fine. But before we move into games, is there anything that, um, you know, hardware-wise or plans that you think the company has or improvements for their online services or something? Is there anything that uh, anyone with these uh, consoles should look forward to in uh, 2023? I think for the PlayStation, it would mostly be just finally seeing um, how far the developers can push the console to. Mm. You think that'll happen this year? We'll start to see more of it. I feel like. Cool. Yeah, I think Uh, the Final Fantasy, the 7 Rebirth, and the Spider-Man 2 game are really going to be like that's going to be the actual, like, this is PS5. Three years in. I would hope so. Um, yeah, any 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 uh, Xbox or Nintendo things that people can look forward to? Honestly, it's going to... It's similar to what Chrissy just said, but not quite as drastic because I feel like Microsoft is going to support continue supporting... Um, uh, the the play the Xbox One family just a little bit longer because a lot of their games 
run in a similar way, especially if you talk about the one X to like the series S or whatever. But no, I think I think we are going to start seeing that progression. Uh, by the way, we have a first time viewer, Smoke Jaguar, saying FF Seven Rebirth is going to be fire. I hope uh, so. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. Nice. Um, so for Nintendo, I think what we can look forward to is what we look forward to every year is uh, Nintendo Direct um, speculations. Mm, as man. much as we hate being let down when the actual direct happens, we love speculating on what's going to be announced in the direct. And we love getting disappointed. But it doesn't turn out our way. I can already tell it to be disappointed. Very happy. So <laughs> I'm usually very happy. Um, so yeah, let's talk about games finally. What are the biggest games that anyone with a PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo exclusive, what are the big exclusives that we can look forward to from your companies? I guess I'll finally talk about those three that I did yes, the teasing please. earlier. Now's the time. <laughs> well, the big one, and we know this is a big one. Starfield? Exactly. Yeah, Starfield. And the reason why I think it's a... Here, l- let me explain why I think it's a big one. <laughs> Well, first off, it was one of the ones that was nominated for most anticipated game. He obviously didn't win, but I think the fact that it was even nominated means that there's a more interest than I think the average pe- people might realize. That's the first thing. Um, I do think that's going to be a polarizing game, to be clear, though, because what they've been talking about, like, the fact that it has, like, a thousand planets, people who, like, have, like, a ridiculous backlogs are looking at that, like, I want to spend a thousand hours to go to a thousand planets. Meanwhile, people who love those kind of games are like, hell yeah, a thousand planets. So I think that it's, the, it's entirely depending on your like point of view or what you what kind of games you're playing or whatnot. But the other thing is, uh, this is for all intents and purposes the first big new IP from Bethesda, and more importantly, the first IP from Bethesda that's like Tornado's that they're going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC platforms. You know, before we had them split between other different consoles, but now it's going to be just for Xbox. So now people of that ecosystem can have a game that they're looking forward to that they, you know, we don't know how it's going to review. A lot of Bethesda games uh, ship a lot broken in the beginning, but a lot of them do turn out good in the end after they get some patches. I mean, I I would say Bethesda's history has more positives than negatives, even though those negatives are pretty blaring. So I think Starfield in the end is going to turn out to be a good product for those that really enjoy it. That's the first game. The second game is Redfall, which they showed a while ago and they showed it with a CG trailer with no gameplay, which I wag my finger about they like I'm doing now. N- not the first trailer. That first trailer was pretty oh, yeah, CG. The now they have yeah. gameplay, and I think the game is shaping up to look pretty fun. But yeah, no, like, when the, in its first reveal, like, you <laughs> kept asking me, he's like, why aren't you excited? I was like, because they didn't show gameplay, Jarrell! just like, that was my main thing. But <laughs> I'm I sorry, think, I just saw Black Lady, and I was super happy. No, I get you, I get you. But no, but, 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 I th- <laughs> but I think Redfall is ultimately going to be something that ends up being pretty fun. And, and the third game is, of course, uh, you know, because Forza rotates their series. We got Forza Horizon last year, so we're due for Forza Motorsport this year. And those games always are a beautiful showcase of what the Xbox is capable of. You get to see such beautiful environments, such beautiful cars, and the music in those games is great, is great as well. So, you know, I think Forza is going to look, at, look pretty good. So those three games, I think, are going to perform very well for Xbox owners, without a, without a doubt. But yeah, it is those three for this year. And I have more to say, but it's regarding stuff past 2023, so I will pass it to someone else. Well, before we go to someone else, let's talk about those three games and why Xbox has the worst lineup. Okay, sure. 
<laughs> I, was just I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Uh, I will talk about it real quick though. Uh, Starfall isn't coming out this year. Uh, Starfield isn't coming out this year. What is it called? Starfield. Starfield. Starfield isn't coming out this year. Redfield. Starfall. Like Redfield. Starfield isn't coming out this year. People are gonna play Redfall for like three months and then be over it. And what was the third one? Uh, Forza um, Motorsport. Forza Motorsports, I was only cheering because I've drafted that game on the Fantasy Critics uh, uh, Fantasy Draft, so it better score well. Which it always does. Wait, why is it Forza games always score well? Huh? What was that Forza, game? Why is it Forza, Starfield said, coming out this year? I said Forza always scores well. Um, because I said so. Just doesn't seem like it. Okay. I feel like we haven't... When's the release date for Starfield? Um, Quarter two of this year. <laughs> okay, well, I, good I sign is wrong. that it's not December. The good sign is that it's not December. I just feel like it could be December. Out. Let's be real. But I think if they announce quarter two of this year, there's a good chance it'll still come out this year. That could be very wrong, obviously. I feel but... like December would be a bit too late to capture some of the holiday because Pokemon usually releases on the holiday. I was only saying that if the, the only reason I brought up December is because I never trust a game when it says releasing December of a year because that just means December thirty first, twenty twenty. that's not coming out this year. Oh um, yeah, New Year's Eve game. No Let's go. Faith. I have no faith in Starfield coming out on time. I uh, prove me wrong. I just have zero faith yeah, in that Bethesda game coming out on time. Yeah, wrong. When it did come, when we did see it, there were lots of like. It, it it's giving me Halo Infinite vibes when everyone saw it and was like, "What is this trash?" And they went back and delayed it to try to fix it. That's what I got from that Starfield. Hilarious. That's literally what I got from Starfield. I was like, "Oh, this is just Fallout Four, like last gen. This looks really bad." Uh, but a thousand oh. Oh. lines of oh. voice, yay! <laughs> um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it got pushed back. Good luck, Microsoft. Um, <laughs> uh, what about what do we got for PlayStation? What are the big kiddos for PlayStation? Well, you have Final Fantasy 16. That's in June. Ooh, mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, rip, rip. That's so sad. But yeah, don't say Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth because that also isn't coming out this year. Man, y'all, yeah, yeah, y'all. I, I, I don't agree. That is, that is another I mean, one that I, is I bet, I bet none of y'all put a list for Santa last, this last year. Okay, I'm sorry. Christy, please say all your games first, and then we can talk about it. I mean, there's also, you know, what, Marvel Spider-Man 2 mm -hmm. that's coming out of this year as well, too. So, you know, people can look forward to that. Um, I know that even though that Resident Evil 4 is not really exclusive, I feel like that people will gravitate towards the PlayStation versions of Resident Evil. Um, so those are a couple games coming out. Um, let me see. As much as Jarell doesn't want me to say Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like with the fact that Square did release Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core um, in December, I feel like it is a possibility that they may try to do it in early December. We'll just wait and see how much they need the money because they are doing stuff bad investment plans <laughs> but yeah so, so there are games in exclusives we have spider-man marvel spider-man 2 uh final fantasy 16 and final fantasy 7 rebirth mm-hmm mm -hmm. those are a couple that not I being a final fantasy fan <laughs> and owning I'm a pretty sure. <laughs> like, i'm pretty sure that there are more yeah, I like, I, yeah, I was asking. I was like, is that is that it for PlayStation? I feel like there has to no. be one for this year. Um, for the reason that I am talking shit about Rebirth, I am probably 
one of the most excited people to play it. Don't get me wrong. Also, you didn't add Forspoken. Forspoken should be in there because it's coming. Um, well, but Forspoken is also PC, so would you even count that? Yes, console. Uh, but yeah, because oh, yeah. the Xbox yeah. ones are also PC. <laughs> All of them, <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the... Watch this. Watch this, guys. What's the release date for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? November 31st, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what's, the, what's the release date for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth? It's a winter 2023. There we go. Thanks. That's all I needed to know. Um, <laughs> if until I until I see more than five seconds and a release date in the same year as FF16, um, with the investments that Square is making, like you mentioned, I'll believe further in the year. But as of right now, I don't think that game's coming out in 2022. Mm. They're gonna, you know, what they're gonna do? They're gonna be like, we gave you 23. Thank you. They're gonna be like, we gave you FF16. And then we gave you Theater Rhythm, Final Fantasy Barline. Get the fuck out. Good. We're holding on to this one until 2024, like Q1 2024. And it's going to be great then. Mark my words. Um, Gabe, what's coming on Nintendo? So we'll start with the boring shit first. Nintendo, you can look forward to Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium yeah. 1 and 2, <laughs> 1080 Snowboarding, and Excite Bike 64 coming to the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. Um, oh, I'm okay, sorry. Okay. okay, no. When I say boring, I mean it's like games that aren't new, but like sure, they're okay. new to the yeah, series. Yeah, no, I don't want. I don't want. Yeah. No, no, no I was just saying that because we, because I, I passed it. But okay, in terms of games, yes, <laughs> I've got a juicy game. list. Mm, Fire Emblem Engage. Mm-hmm. Um, is Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line? It's Switch not exclusive. It's okay, not so exclusive. take that one out. List live. It's coming on PlayStation Four. I think it is, yeah. And PC okay, what about as well, Tales of sure. Symphonia? Not a place switch exclusive. God, that is not an Nintendo exclusive. Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland. But your switches are that's, no, I'm sorry. That's, I went, that's I, definitely I, like, switch exclusive. Like I went, I literally typed in Nintendo Switch exclusives 2023, and it gave me a list of games. Like, okay, I'll bite the bullet. Um, <laughs> oh my god! And then this this one I wasn't sure about. Octopath Traveler 2 is no longer a switch not exclusive. No. Right? Okay. Nope. Rune Factory 3 Special. Nah, it's not exclusive. Bullshit. <laughs> There's no way that's not exclusive. It, it's totally coming out of the platforms. <laughs> okay, Bayonet, ba- Bayonetta. 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 Origins. There you go. There, there you go. Demon. That's what's exclusive. Yes, 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 yes. I, I can't pronounce this first word. Atelier. Not yeah. exclusive. That's what? Okay, yeah. th- I, know, I know for a fact this was a Switch exclusive. Uh-huh. Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star. Okay, fine. Is that my JoJo that, crossover? Mm, no, it's I a don't... JoJo crossover, and it was motion controls. It's Switch exclusive. Don't burst my bubble, Brandon. Okay, I will, I will not, I will not fact check. Yeah, yeah. Coming out. Um, no, no one buys what is, what is on this list so far that's been exclusive for Nintendo? Kirby. Uh, Kirby, 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 Bayonetta, and Engage. The North South, and of course the best game of the last five years, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. And again, like I said, we literally know nothing about the second half of 2023. Well, we know that there will be like Pokemon DLC. So there's nothing cool coming in this list. Literally when you type in when you type in on Google Nintendo Switch Exclusives 2023, the first thing it gives you is oh, you're gonna find these games on there. So I'm like, okay, it's saying it's exclusive. Okay, so wait, what did we have? We had Engage, we had Engage, the Kingdom, we had King Kirby, um, Kirby and Bayonetta. Bayonetta and the fitness boxing. 
And Pikmin with, Four like, was announced this year as well. But it doesn't have yeah, a release date. Another one that's not gonna come out. It has a year. <laughs> it has a year. Which is the reason why. Yeah, I you want to? You want to know why? I didn't. You want to know why I didn't put Pikmin Four aside from the fact that it doesn't have a release date? Uh-huh. Is because they've been talking about Pikmin Four for the longest time. Pikmin Four uh-huh. is oh, another Elder Scrolls yeah. Six. It's it's been talked about. We know about it, but I don't trust it coming out this year. And mm. I'm like, that's not even to be a dick towards Pikmin fans. Like I am towards Final Fantasy fans. I just generally don't believe it's going to come out this year. Shmi, man, I mean, this, this has get? to be the what year for Metroid Prime Four as well. Let's go. <laughs> that's I, I would. I hey, you know that may be what they're planning the second half of of 2023. Like we gotta we gotta try and follow up the first half with something. So. I don't know, that Metroid Prime 4 comes up. Actually, I think it was... Tw- uh, I'm not going to... Who oh, was it? Man. I was... need Pikmin 4 to come out this year because I'm publishing that game in Fantasy Critic and I need points. So it needs to come out this year. And it was a dumb pick because all we got was a shirt and 15 seconds. So it better come out this year. Yeah, Screen Rant has Metroid Prime 4 as TBD. Oh, you know what else is coming out this year? My bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least we think it's coming out this year. Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot <laughs> Camp. <laughs> My soul. It keeps... It'll be this year, Brandon. It'll be this year. Don't, this I'm, year. Gonna, I'm just going to quote Hawkeye and say, don't do that. Don't get my hopes up. <laughs> so, next question then. Who, uh, which company has the best lineup for the year? <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to agree, too. I might have to agree with that. I think I agree as well, because that's that's spread out, too. It's spread out, and also, I just generally feel like, again, like, a lot of the, not a lot, but some of the Nintendo games are, like, very, already, like, set fan-based geared. Like, Tears of the Kingdom, you're not going to get a whole bunch of new Zelda players to it. But for Final Fantasy... Final Fantasy is one of those games, one of those series that you can jump into one of the games without having played previous ones. I just and also, it's... Kirby is just a remake, so that doesn't count. But, but, but Kirby is cute and adorable. And he says Poyo. Oh my god! Damn Kirby. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, wow. that, was, that was easy. I thought that was going to be like more discussion on who's going to win versus no. like, PlayStation. Um, no, no, I know, yeah, I, I think I know who has the best game. Yes. Nintendo, but who has the best yes. exclusive lineup is PlayStation. Right. That's I so think mostly wild. because it's out. And also, I mean, there are still, they did announce some, but with no release date. So I didn't oh. want to include them or else Jarell would like rag on me on it. So no. Like, What's that one with that girl that looked really pretty? I don't know if it's an exclusive. It was like the, the Korean game. And she, oh, was, that... like, she had a sword. That was oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, that one. That one was really pretty. Bruh, I want to play that. I don't know if it's an exclusive though. So I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I don't remember that. Okay, talk talk to it. Um, so finally, let's talk about the online services, and then just discuss who's gonna have the best year. Um, and then and then we'll we'll be done. So yeah, let's at least on Nintendo with online services. Um, yeah, let's start with Nintendo. And the potato server. And they're, let's start with Nintendo and their potato server. Uh, so Nintendo Switch Online, how's it doing? How are we looking forward to do in 2023? So again, based this based off what I've looked up. The, uh, the expansion pack, despite us reacting negatively to it when it first was announced and stuff, has it, people were saying it's been a nice addition for enjoyers of retro video games. You can play several N64 titles on it and your NS- SNES and your NES games. Um, 
also something that's been a plus to other people is the the free DLC that you get with it. You know, you get the Mario part, Mario part, Mario Kart. Um, sorry, the Mario Kart uh, eight um, expansion packs for free. You get the Animal Crossing New Horizons DLC for free. Um, so it's it's been Lots received. Yeah, it's been received decently by the masses. And in terms of games, I read them off earlier. As far, the only thing we know right now is Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, 1080 Snowboarding, and Excitebike 64. And GoldenEye. So... GoldenEye. Also, um, Gabe, before before I move on, um, what's the status of Nintendo Switch Online for 2023? Is it something that viewers or, or Nintendo owners need to invest in? Is it worth it? Is it not worth it just because of how bad their online service is? Like, what's that looking like in 2023? In 2023, if you like playing N64 games and not having to emulate uh, another piece of hardware to do it, this is a very great option. I'll be For the price? Oh, damn. I gotta mix the price into it. Yeah. I, I, me, I me, me personally can never justify the the price hike for mainly because the actual service of online is horrible. If they would have made this a separate service, like, you know, on, on one end you get um, online, on the other end you get all these retro games that you can pay a subscription fee for, that would have been fine. But since it's mixed in with the Nintendo online, I don't think it's worth it so you it's, think it's, 2023, it's, a lot, it's a lot of money nintendo switch online is still not going to be worth the price yeah if you don't have it if you already did an upgrade i and you, you're just getting a switch or something they put a regular online uh was it ten dollars a month for individuals or just oh. uh, 20 no, 20 dollars a year my bad 20 dollars a year uh individual yeah but don't it's me is that how much it is? for the individual i think it's didn't they increase the price for the expansion pack, the, the uh, expansion pack has an increased price. Uh, but the regular one, as far as I know, is the same as it's been. Um, yeah, it's and it's simply just because its online connectivity is no bueno. Like, it doesn't matter if you're using an Ethernet or you're right next to the, the router. You're going to have a problem with the online at some point. Y'all heard it here first. Don't get a Nintendo Switch Online in 2023, according to Gabe. Uh, Christy. Hmm. <laughs> not what, the what, was Gabe going to say something else? No, nah, he was just saying not the expansion pack. Um, I misquoted him. Apologies. Okay. Um, so, Christy, what are we? what's uh, PlayStation Plus looking like in 2023? Is it worth I the mean, price? For me, personally, I don't think it's worth the price for the, like, the very highest tier, just because, you know, the game offering included for the ps3 are games that i enjoy however if it if they are games that you enjoy it is an option to look into however i would like to see um them increase the the game offerings for the ps3 um do you think uh base uh playstation online is worth the price what is it like 70 they increased to like 70 dollars a year or mm-hmm. 60? I don't, I don't know how much it is. I, I don't know money costs of things. I don't pay for anything. Uh, so I have no idea. Um, Brandon, why'd you make that face? You're just like, I don't pay for anything at all. Oh, interesting. 
Oh no! Oh, like I don't have it. I'm just going to just pay. For, just call this number real quick. Uh, no, I don't pay for it because I don't have it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't own. Oh yes, I do. Well, I don't know how you much do. it is because they're just taking it from me. <laughs> so like, um, yeah. I mean, sorry. it's great if you play with your friends, and also for the cloud save for the base. I haven't had any issues to be honest, and also you do get some of the um, free game offerings. I think it's more limited though. I think it's like four games every month now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, even then, the games that you do would get for free through PlayStation Plus. Um, I want to say that you can retain them. Let me double check. And oh, you mean like after you get rid of the service? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have no mm -hmm. idea. But what I do know is, cloud services are the best thing ever on PlayStation, and uh, they're also limited because you have a limited amount of space. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you can just use all the cloud storage space in the world. You cannot. Um, so let's talk about Game Pass. This thing that's still not making enough money. Um, well, um, Game Pass, I maintain, is like the best uh, deal in gaming. Obviously, it is not profitable for Xbox right now. But that just means that for the consumer... It's an, it's really good because you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I will say like base uh, Xbox Live at this point. I mean, if you're really only just playing it to like you know play some multiplayer games with with the homies, I mean that's that's whatever. But I think most people that have the Xbox will want to go up to the Game Pass tier because it's just a really good value to try out a whole bunch of games, whether you're really interested or not. To like. Just get, just give them a try. You gotta, and you gotta, you got some indie people telling me, oh, you know what? Just pop it in real quick. You got this big expensive game you don't want to spend seventy bucks on, but you want to play it, see if you like it. You can do that. And so I think Game Pass going forward is still going to be a really good um, proposition for consumers for them to keep, uh, you know, playing the games at the best quality they can and as many as that they want. The only downside is something that you've brought up many times, Jarrell, is the fact that. You know, sometimes those games get removed from Game Pass, and they could be while you're playing say. through that. That's definitely that's definitely a negative. Um, but I think on the whole, for those who are checking out the games as they're coming to Game Pass and you know playing them, I think they'll be they'll be pleased with it going forward. Uh, Microsoft is going to have to figure out a way to make that profitable for them, but for the consumers are going to continue to eat. I think I'm pretty sure they said they're increasing the price of Game Pass. No. There is that, and we're gonna see if that uh, gives them an actual profit for them. I don't. I've, I on the on the whole, people don't see the people who have Game Pass don't seem to be too bothered by the price increase because I think they realize that the price, uh, the value proposition is so high to the point where they're just like, all right, whatever, an extra dollar a month, that's fine. We're don't they also um, some of the Xbox? exclusives correct me if i'm wrong but for some of the xbox exclusives don't they also release um on game pass on launch day as well too they or is that they very much do and that's one thing that they definitely have over sony with their prescription services because their first party games do not go on to those highest tiers at the beginning they they eventually do they eventually do but it's like like at minimum six months after the game has come out so you weren't like the the earliest you could think to playing God of War Ragnarok on that server would be like June of this year, and as as much as that game has sold, Sony is probably just not that eager to put that on a service that you can get just get for free. They probably just want to keep getting money for it, even if it's on sale. But that's something that Microsoft doesn't suffer. They just will put all their game new games, third party games, what have you, day one on Game Pass, which. 
is what the reason why it's such a value for consumers that have Game Pass. Like, if you're at all curious about the new hotness that everyone's talking about, you can check it out and see if it's for you. And do if you, you like it, we, yeah. Do you remember when we had that conversation about uh, how much money they get, like the studios get paid to put their games on Game Pass? And they get an absurd. It, they get like, an absurd amount. The developers that are putting the games on Game Pass are making money. It is just not Microsoft that is getting the money. I I don't think it was absurd. Well, it wasn't um, absurd, but th- it's it's enough that it's profitable for them to do so that that they would want to do. I it. mean, that depends on how well their game sells or sure. would sell. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, which company is the best? If you could only sign up for one for twenty twenty three, which one should it be? Oh, to clarify, I did look it up. So for the PlayStation Plus free games once you claim them you still retain them as long as you have an active membership or an active subscription to playstation plus so once you get rid of it you can't play them no more (laughs) which is like it's across the board that's for Mm -hmm. uh, xbox and and nintendo um so yeah which which company should you invest your money in for 2023 as far as uh their online services for online services specifically? Yep. I honestly think it just it just comes down to what type of games you mostly play. The answer, the correct answer, is Xbox. That's what I was going to say as well. If we're talking but purely like, about online services... Based on everything that you guys have said, the best bang for your buck that will allow you to play brand new games day one, it sounds like it's Xbox. Uh, if I go with Nintendo, I'm going to have really shitty online service and I'm going to play old games. If I go with PlayStation, I'm going to get four choices a month and, uh, what else? And, and it will be, it will be based on your tier level within the PlayStation Plus membership. And then if I go with Xbox, I have a huge ass library, um, that's cheap. Uh, and I'm getting the three big games that Brandon mentioned for free. Day free as Gabe did right. day one. It sounds like Xbox is the way to go. So um, Sony, uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, which I gonna do? Because I I I actually have a Game Pass subscription currently because I got it for a dollar, um, and I've been able to start playing some really fun games on there that I've enjoyed. And I remember that before I was saying there were no games for me. They there are some games for me there now. Um, and currently, huh? currently, there are currently games. That. Before they remove them and tell me to go get fucked. Um, so we've talked a little bit about everything, you know, what we can expect in 2023. Um, is there anything, as we end this podcast, is there anything uh, aside from... No, I'm going to let you say it. Because I was going to say aside from Tears of the Kingdom for Gabe. But if you'd like to answer with Tears of the Kingdom, feel free. Um, what is it that you're personally excited for in 2023 that you think other people should be hyped for? If they're not already. I'm gonna go first. Um, okay. <laughs> this is this is such a hard year to choose one thing. Because there's and so many. I games. generally haven't felt this way about a gaming year in a long time. Mm-hmm. So as much as as much as the link in me wants to say Tears of the Kingdom, I don't have a definitive answer. Mm. Because I'm like, next week I get I get to fucking play Forspoken. Yes. And I played the demo, and the demo alone, mind you, remember, demos are pieces of a game. You don't get a big chunk of it. The demo alone is freaking huge, dude. Yeah. It and is, like, and then it's also just... they made updates to the demo. 
I'm just gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna, the next time I want to play the game is when I play the actual game. I'm not playing the demo again because I I don't I don't. It's just too exciting. Um. So yeah, I don't have a definitive answer for this. It's we're getting a lot of heavy hitters this year, and it's just it's 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 good to be a gamer. Yes, I completely agree. The first thing that comes to my mind is Octopath Two because that's just like at the top of my radar. But then it, I think that if if Rebirth like comes out this year i am going to probably have that as my game of the year because remake is one of my favorite games of all time i've been watching engage reviews and trailers every day because i'm so excited to play engage next week i have been excited read for the for leak so, so i'm excited to see jarell's reaction to certain things oh yeah i didn't read the leak i saw some of it but i did not read it i've been uh i've been excited for for spoken since its release and it's coming out next tuesday and i i've already have been told that it's a great game so i'm just like i i agree like that there's not one that i can pick i feel like I, there's just so much i want to play i want to finish breath of the wild so i can get to tears of the kingdom because i'm actually excited to play tears of the kingdom not like not like game excited but i really enjoyed you know i really enjoyed uh breath of the wild and i think this is this year's game of the year has some actual serious contenders not from xbox there's there's a lot of heavy hitters this year like you have fire emblem like what this friday or you know last friday when this podcast comes out um then you have forespoken coming out and even then before engage like you have like persona 3 portable persona 4 golden coming out to like switch and xbox tomorrow like tonight actually they've gotten like nines and tens yeah like these are like games people have been wanting coming out and then you have like what data rhythm people have been like some fans they do like you know those music musical games and we're finally getting data rhythm out um there's octopath traveler 2 we have kirby um what else we have resident evil 4 coming out that game will never die it will always be remade (laughs) (laughs) or only ported to a new console who knows um yeah and then after that it's like what may we have um legend of zelda tears of the kingdom coming and then in june we have i can't forget about street fighter 6 that yeah street fighter 6 you have the Final Fantasy Pixel Pixel Map Pixel Collection Pixel, Pixel Remasters Remaster. coming yeah, out on um, Nintendo Switch and PS4. What in May or April? Um, then after that, it's like later in the fall. You have Marvel Spider-Man Two. It's it, and this is just what we know so far. So yeah. it, it's hard to say. Uh, I, I can't. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Star Wars Jedi Survivor because I know that. Oh yeah, we keep up. forgetting that one. But, well, because it's not an exclusive, so it exactly. hasn't been mentioned. No. By that's, why uh, okay, that's why it hasn't really come that's, up. But that's, true. that's yeah. facts. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm sorry, Christy. Did you pick your favorite game in all of those? There's, no? there's okay. really like it's hard to pick because I mean, once you branch out, it's like, well, this game is really fun and whatnot. So it's like. There's a lot of contenders for my favorite game for this year, but until it's released and I see it, then it's like, it's all up in the air. It's just, you can't really pick. Brandon? Uh, well, because we don't know 100% for sure Spider-Man 2 is coming out this year. We hope, we it's it's scheduled for 2023, but we don't know for sure. The answer what's, is... To, what's the scheduled date for, for Spider-Man 2? 2023. Just 2023? <laughs> 2023. That's all we know. <laughs> so we'll see. That's my new philosophy. So in the, so the absence of a hard release date, it's Tears of the Kingdom for me, obviously, like, without a, without question. Like, 
like Breath of the Wild, man, I I just I put so so much time into that game. It's just it was it was like my life for like a good three months. So I'm looking forward to jumping back into that world and seeing what's new, what's going on, the story. I mean, the story story's not even the reason why I really love Breath of the Wild, if I'm being perfectly honest. So I just I love enjoy it. I just loved getting lost in that world and, you know, interact, finding things, getting weapons, and, and seeing all the beautiful visuals and all that good stuff. So, And now we go to the sky, so hooray. All right. Um, so with that, I think we're going to have a really good 2023, possibly not specifically for every uh, console, but I think just as gamers that own, you know, at least one console or or a PC, don't want to forget. There's something to be excited for for this year compared to previous years. I feel like that some years are more JRPG dominated, some are more indie. Um, but yeah, this year there's like a little bit for somebody. There were so many yeah. tactical games released last year. It was crazy. There were, there mm-hmm. were, and um, yeah, I, like I, like I, like you guys mentioned, I think that this year is just going to be a really, really good year for gaming. Um, we might so get we'll a super hit too. We'll revisit this uh, conversation about six months from now, and uh, see how uh, the consoles are doing. And in the meantime, we're going to go back to news next week, but also we will have some preview impressions. For Forspoken and Engage from Gabe and Christy. Uh, they're going to be telling us all about their experiences with uh, Engage, Fire Emblem Engage and Forspoken. Um, and then after that, we're going to do some lovely, really fun deep dives all into the game. Um, and I can't wait for you guys to see, uh, uh, listen to, and see what we have planned for those. Uh, and with that, that's it for us because I am tired as shit. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. You should have gone through the head. <laughs>